right now we are going to welcome somebody else into the studio. Should we do that now? Yes. So did, welcome did, 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 Richard. Hello. Hello. Hi. Good Hello. to see you. Well, Richard. Richard is in the chair. We ought to have this kind of feature called the chair, and um, uh, it could be Richard in the chair this week. Okay. <laughs> it makes me worry. It makes me think of Mastermind. Even worse, it makes me think of Piers Morgan. Uh, Actually, <laughs> I was imagining a gunge tank, so we're on very different oh, levels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I prefer my level of horror to your level of horror, to be frank. <laughs> yeah, I'm not quite sure where we went from Piers Morgan to gunge tank, but you know, it's an interesting link. Um, if you have been um, involved with us over the past few weeks, you'll know that we've been talking through what are the important values that we hold as a church? What are the, the key ideas, the themes, if you like, that run through the church? A little bit like the stick of rock, you know, break the church and, and what do you see? And one of the things we're talking about uh, and that we're focusing on this week in particular is the theme of unity. And unity is it's one of those things where some people say, well, uh, why do you need to say that? Because it's it's kind of obviously there, of course, the church would believe in unity. Um, and yet unity has to look like something. It, it has to, if it's a value, then it will form part of what we do and the way that we are as, um, as a church. And so uh, we got Richard in and Becky's here as well, of course. And we thought, well, let's, let's talk about unity and, and why that's an important value. So I'm going to start with Richard. And you have worked with uh, lots and lots of different groups of Christians over many years, not just in this country, but in, in other countries as well. So how do you think that's informed your own thinking about church unity and what it is and what it looks like and, and how we express it? In about a minute. Uh, you, <laughs> no you, can have, yeah. you can have a minute and a half if oh, you want. great. Thank <laughs> you. Um, there are two things that just stand out to me. One is, it is just so clearly in the Bible that it's not just a city church value, it absolutely has to be a value of being a Christian. And the other thing is, it works. And I, and I think from the, from the first point of view, um, you know, I think in the Psalms, David describes unity as being like anointing running down Aaron's beard, which is like a really important, you know, oil and anointing is really kind of holy symbolic thing in the Bible. So it's, a, it's so core to us that um, that it's not important. He also in the same psalm describes it as being like dew, so it brings refreshment. So I think, um, you know, there's so much Jesus praying that all those who believed in him would be united so that others would see that, that God was real effectively. Mm. So it's so important for evangelism. It's, so it's there written throughout the Bible. And it works. <laughs> so what, what do you mean it works? Explain so, that a bit. So when, I mean, it's easy to be united with the people that you like and agree with until you stop agreeing with them and then it's not so easy mm -hmm. to be united. And in terms of between different churches, and that's why, I mean, I'm not, of all the people talking about this, I'm the one who's not on the leadership team and developed these to be talking about it. But um, I think it's important that we state it as a church because it expresses not about what we're like inside the church, but it's our relationship to the other churches in, in our city initially to start with um, so 
if you take, for example, the rock conversation that we've had that we had last year and is continuing as a project. Just explain what, what rock is in case people don't know. Redeeming our communities, I got that right this time, <laughs> um, was an event, well, it started as an event, a conversation where we got all of the um, churches brought together, people from across the whole community, to talk about the issues in Worcester and what answers we could bring to address those issues and we're continuing to work together on that. There was um, Thy Kingdom Come where all the churches came together to meet and to worship and to declare Jesus in the cathedral one year and at the university the next year uh, and, and people are seeing that. The feedback we're getting from councillors and from the, the non-Christian uh, bodies in the, in the city are the church is bringing a great thing. So people are seeing the church at work and therefore it's making us effective at bringing the kingdom of God and his righteousness and his justice and his mercy into real life on the ground in the city. Um, uh, another example I've got is I was in Albania last November and we were running an event where we were launching Albania Without Orphans, which is Christians from all different denominations and, and streams working together so that children in need of family can have one. Whilst I was there, two of the people from the sort of facilitation team for Albania Without Orphans took me and one of my European team colleagues to meet the UNICEF representative for child protection for Albania. And we had a great conversation and the outcome of that was that at the end of it he said, uh, I knew you from your NGO and I knew you, but what I didn't know was that the churches are coming together to work together on this. And that's fantastic because we really need to reach into some of the private orphanages um, and we struggle to reach the faith community. And because you're now working together, I'm going to invite you to be part of the group that I bring together to, to advance the interest of orphans throughout Albania alongside Save the Children and the other kind of national organisations because he saw that the churches were working together. Mm. So I just think when we, and it takes humility, I think that if I was to make one more point, it's actually unity isn't about agreement. I, don't th I mean, it's about agreement around Jesus <laughs> and that Jesus is the one who brings us salvation and so on. But we also, we disagree about lots of things. I mean, in Ukraine, 20,000 children were adopted out of orphanages as an initiative run by Baptist churches, Pentecostal churches, Evangelical churches, the Roman Catholic Church and the Orthodox churches in unity. None of that would happen if we tried to do it in our own little furrow. So I think being united across the church is so vital to being effective for the kingdom of God. I could keep talking, but I'll stop. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> you'll have other opportunities, I'm sure. But um, Becky, from you're obviously a very different generation to to us, uh, and so you. Yes, I am, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> See what you did there. Uh, what's What's your own view on this? How How do you see it? Um, this is this is this is something that has popped up in some of our discussions as a leadership team. So he's setting you all up here for hearing my wisdom. Yeah. Um, well, at least your point of view, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> all right, granddad. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, so, moving on. <laughs> no, I think I've, I've grown up in City Church. So I've grown up in a setting where unity amongst the churches has been valued over most of the, the setting that I can remember. And so when we've talked about this in the past, sometimes it's felt like 
you really want to sell the idea of unity. You're really trying to convince people that unity is a good idea. And I've just been sat going, well, it's obviously a good idea. I don't need convincing that it, it works well to get along with other people who also love Jesus. I understand that we go to different churches, we might worship in different ways, people might sing different songs to the songs that I like to sing. Other people might not find it their thing to go to church in bright pink trousers and that's okay because those people love Jesus and I love Jesus and when we work together we get to see more happen because and it just it it makes sense and it doesn't feel like something that I really need convincing of because I'm already convinced and so that's that's it that's all I think I kept it so short <laughs> well done <laughs> it was shorter than you it was <laughs> no I I mean I, I I think you're right I think to you know to my generation it was something that we have those of us that have chosen this and not everybody has chosen this but those that have we've had to overcome more in our own attitudes and background to to reach a point where to to work together with other Christians from other denominations um, often with very very different views of things and different approaches to the stuff it's taken a very different kind of conscious choice certainly in the at the church I grew up in, um, there was there was there was no expression of unity with other churches at all. I mean, just nothing. I barely knew there were other churches, and I, I went away to uh, in, I think it was university. I think we called it that in those days. <laughs> I went away there, and the the first guy I really got to know well, and is still one of my closest friends, was from a Roman Catholic background. That really really worried my pastor really worried my pastor. I mean, the fact was, he was from a Roman Catholic background, been to the Roman Catholic Church all his life, but he didn't know Jesus, um, which is another another issue. But uh, he did. He came to know Jesus, and he brought some a very different perspective into that. And I think, I think things have changed over the years, and changed for the the better. One of the reasons I think it's important that we we express it as a value is because it has to look like something. Yeah. Uh, I think, okay, we do a certain number of things. We do, we've just done the, um, the passion play. And that was, a, that was a great that's just a fantastic expression of churches working together, common purpose, uh, that, or that sense of humility that you mm-hmm. talked about. Um, but it, I think there's so much further to go and I don't quite know what that that looks like or, or what it means but I, I know we have to we have to invest in it we have to to do something about that and I I think one of the key things here is relationship so I think the unity that's grown up in in Worcester is because the different people involved in leading the different churches they didn't start off with a project they actually spent quite a lot of time just praying together just talking together and building relationship and out of that grew a desire and a willingness to do some stuff together um, I love the story, so Victor, who we've talked about recently, obviously because of the Ukraine, uh, the war in Ukraine, um, he was brought up in a very strict, a bit like you, kind of Russian Baptist church. I, I wasn't brought up in the Russian well, Baptist no, church, you understand? I do understand that, <laughs> although the beard, you know. So uh, um, he, uh, in the early days after the Soviet Union collapse, was driving to Germany 
to work as a builder just to earn money to live. Mm. And one day his car broke down and somebody on the street helped him out, took him into their home for five days and paid for his car to get sorted out, who were Pentecostalists. And it, it, he was just transformed through the relationship of what they yeah. had done for yeah. him. And that opened him up to really seeing the need for unity. So it, I, I do think it's relationship that helps us to build unity effectively rather than the, the, again, whether we agree or disagree about certain things. Well, and humility is a big part of relationship as well, isn't it? Yeah. It's um, a word that I don't like that's in the Bible is submission, but actually it's a really good word to use in yeah. the context yeah. of relationships because when you chat with other people who also have theological ideas mm -hmm. and their ideas are different to yours, there's a temptation to want to debate and argue and prove that your idea must be right because you're the one who chose it. Yeah. Um, and yet, actually, that's not a way to get anything done, nor is it a way to build any kind of relationship because you're just arguing all the time. Mm -hmm. The idea of submitting or having humility, of agreeing to, not even agreeing to disagree, but agreeing to focus on the the key thing and the key thing being jesus mm -hmm. and if we agree on jesus loves this city and wants to make a difference then we can get so much done um i in preparation for this i prayed you'll be glad to hear um, <laughs> always a good idea and um, I, as I was praying, I was reminded of the verse in, I want to say it's 1 Peter 2, but it could be 2 Peter 1. And, um, but it's one or other. It's one or other. And it's the bit where um, the, he talks about us being living stones. Where, um, and I remember someone talking once about how if we are all stones, but we're growing and we're changing, actually the wall that's being built is all a bit kind of wibbly wobbly and wonky. It's like a dry stone wall that is moving constantly as all of these stones rub alongside each other and grow and change. But actually that there is, there's life in it and it's, it's doing something. It's maybe not always comfortable, but it's, much more it's a much more value to be a part of it than to just be a stone kind of cast to the side because mm. you don't like rubbing alongside all of the others um and whilst that image the key part of the image actually in peter is that jesus is the cornerstone and he is the most important stone in that structure whatever it is that we're building and as a city we have more than 100,000 people in our city, but we do not have 100,000 people joining our church gatherings or coming along to church events every week or even every month or even every year. And I guess part of the structure we want to be building with Jesus as our cornerstone is something that engages and impacts on some more of the 100,000 people in our city. And if we could start to do that, then I don't mind not arguing with people in able to, to be able to do that. Yeah, and I think you've both made a, a point that, that seems incredibly important to me, is that the, um, Jesus seemed to make it quite clear that there was a relationship between the way that Christians loved one another mm -hmm. and people who weren't Christians would see that and find the reality of, of God's love because they'd see it acted out, it would have to look like something 
and they say, as in Victor's example, you know, yeah. here's, here's somebody who, who shouldn't be treated like that, in his view, and yet he was treated well. And uh, I, I think for, for me, within our city, certainly, as well as further beyond, because we've got yourself and Rodney and Sonia and others, and, and me to an extent going and doing different things with, with other churches, but the, the fruit of that has to be eventually more people uh, get to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's the, the kind of um, one of the outcomes you'd expect to see from that. I completely agree. But? And, <laughs> and <laughs> what is occurring to me is there's just a risk here in some of the ways we describe it. So I've said about not arguing, you know, not dis- bothering about the things that we disagree with. And you kind of said, I'm happy to not argue with in order to create unity. I think there's a risk of skimming over the surface sometimes because I think um, uh, unity isn't about whether we disagree or, or don't agree, but if people are going to see a difference, they need to see a depth in that unity, mm. which means that it isn't about avoiding the things that we don't agree on. It's about willing to have those disagreements and sometimes to really have that debate. We were talking in the Developing Leaders on Monday, and the, Monday, Tuesday, and the previous time about the way that the Jewish rabbis kind of grow and learn through deliberately arguing but that isn't disunity so i think it if we really have a true depth of relationship then we can have those discussions about what we disagree and we can influence each other but we don't allow it to become a source of division and when people see us loving and being in unity even when we disagree that makes people because that's not the way the world's working particularly Mm. at the moment um reminds me of is it paul is it in philippians he wrote about Sintichi and the Uodia, I think. <laughs> two, yeah, probably. Two, two people in the church, two women in the church who clearly were falling out. Yeah. And what Paul said was, you know, get them to agree in Christ, which comes back to your point, it's around Jesus. I, uh, it's not there in the text, but I don't think he means make sure they come to an agreement that they have the same opinion about the things they're falling out about, but it was to be about I'm going to stop doing that because I've done it about 15 times. <laughs> uh, it, you know, it's about finding a way to be in agreement with each other in unity and love one another despite their differences. And that unity is in their love for Jesus. Okay, so trying to draw all this together a little bit. One comment from, from both of you, final comment. I mean, what would, what would you hope for in the future would be the, uh, expressions of, of unity? How would, how would you see this unfolding? Um, I'd, I'd love to see more city-wide projects that are, that are led by groups of people from lots of different churches or maybe are led by one church but supported by lots of the other churches that it's actually difficult to tell what, it, what church is running something almost, that it's not a city church project, it's just a church project. Um, I was thinking, actually, the way that Richard described the relationship is family, isn't it? Families can can argue and disagree, I've heard, but they <laughs> they love one another, and and that's that's what kind of brings them back together again. And I guess the church in Worcester is we're all part of God's family, aren't we? So I'd love to see more and more projects across the city that are part of what the church the the church the whole church in Worcester are doing 
and that we as City Church are able to be involved with those and support those all over the city rather than just staying in our lane as it were. Okay Richard got a final thought for us? So I agree with that but I'm going to go to the opposite end around the personal and say I think we should encourage each other and exhort each other to take risks in being willing to engage with those and that is inside our church those who we struggle with personally and we'll all have different people that we struggle with personally to to be united so take the risks build the relationship and be prepared to engage with those who we might sometimes find difficult because i think we'll see us becoming more effective as our relationships grow deeper even through disagreement